Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. In her 1993 Nobel Prize lecture, Toni Morrison told the story of young people visiting the home of a community elder, a blind woman known for her wisdom and clairvoyance. In Miss Morrison's telling, these children have come to the house of their living ancestor to glimpse the past and to find in her wisdom the backstory for their lives. With urgency, the children ask, is there no context for our lives? No song, no literature, no poem full of vitamins, no history connected to experience that you could pass along to help us start strong. You are an adult, the old one, the wise one, they say. Stop thinking about saving your face. Think of our lives and tell us your particularized world. Make up a story. Narrative is radical, creating us at the very moment it is being created. Tell us where we come from, the children ask. Tell us who we are. Morrison's story reminds us of our own urgent questions when we approach our sacred texts. These words that come to us from far away, from a distant past and a world remote from our own. What can the story of our people say to us? What wisdom can we carry into our own lives? And as we draw near to Rosh Hashanah, is there something in the experience of our ancestors that can help us start the year stronger? This week in Parshat Nitzavim, the Israelite community stands assembled before a figure from a distant past, their living ancestor, the prophet Moses. In him, they witness an elder who embodies their own backstory, the experience of enslavement and the light blinding joy of revelation years of wandering, and the struggle of a nascent people working in co-authorship with God. Days before his own story will end, Moses speaks to the community, knowing the significance of this time of transition. The very air they breathe is tinged with memory and pregnant with hope. Though the people leave behind the worn out bodies of their parents and grandparents, those whose feet carried them out of Egypt, they are the generation that will cross into the promised land, the generation that will realize the dream of those who came before. Moses' words evoke the drama of this moment. Atem nitzavim chayom kochem. You stand here today, all of you, tribal heads and elders, women, children, woodchopper to water drawer, even the stranger in your midst. He continues, not with you only do I make this covenant and this oath, 
but also with the one who is not here with us today. Midrash Tanhuma explains that those not present refers to Dorota Atidim, the future generations. Avarvanel, the 15th century Portuguese commentator, adds that this bond was forged at Sinai. The generation that stood at that mountain committed their distant descendants to a covenant with God. Weaving strands of time together in Parshat Nitzavim, Moses speaks to every generation of Jewish people that has come and every generation that will be. The voices of those present mingle with those yet to speak in an unbreakable bond narrated into being, grounded in a story of enslavement and freedom, oppression and liberation. Throughout the book of Deuteronomy, Moses instructs the Israelites that it is not their duty simply to remember their own history of enslavement and oppression, but also to transform that memory into the foundation for a just and caring society. Just as God took note of Israel's suffering in Egypt and guided the vulnerable young nation through the desert, so too must Israel now take special care of the most vulnerable within its midst. And in Parshat Nitzavim, he reminds his people that the source of their power lies in coming together, standing together, and remembering who they are. Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kochem. The Midrash from Eicha Rabbah reads this verse as a testament to the collective power of community. All of you together are strong enough to stand against anything. And so it is for us tonight, knitted together by narrative, by memory, and by hope. We are made stronger by the presence of one another, literally and virtually, and we are reminded again of our purpose as a people. Before her Nobel lecture, Toni Morrison remarked, I entered this hall pleasantly haunted by those who have entered it before me. Asked about her comment in an interview, Ms. Morrison said, I think of ghosts and haunting as just being alert. If you're really alert, then you see the life that exists beyond the life that is on top. It's not spooky necessarily. It doesn't have to be. It's something I relish rather than run from. I think our ancestors gave us the story of Nitzavim to read at this transitional moment as we prepare to enter a new year because they wanted us to be haunted by it. Haunted by the image of generations bound up together, standing together, committed to a shared purpose. Haunted by the idea that those who are present stand with those who are not present. To be haunted is to see past layered on present, layered on future. It is to be hyper aware of who and what stands with you, of who and what calls you to action. Ethicist Emily Towns writes, we must live our lives not always comforted by the holy, but haunted by God's call to live a prophetic and spirit-filled life, and not just to talk about it or wish for it or think about it. Tonight we stand in a time of transition, breathing air also tinged with memory and pregnant with hope. Tonight we stand with the Israelites before Moses and we listen again to his charge, haunted by his call to live a holy life and not just talk about it or wish for it. We begin by noticing presence and absence, by seeing who stands with us as we enter this new year and who does not. We ache for those we have loved and lost, the ones we will miss forever and whose lessons will never leave us. And we are also keenly aware of who is missing from our ranks, 
our brothers and sisters who are observing the high holidays, some for a second year in a row, behind the walls of jail or prison during the pandemic. Close to two million people, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, friends, are currently incarcerated in this country. In our own season of teshuva, of return, and of standing together in community, we see the gaping holes in the lives of countless congregations, communities, and families left bereft by their absence. In September of 2019, I had the honor of bringing one of Central's Torahs to a men's prison facility in New Jersey and reading from our scroll with them the words of Parshat Nitzavim. There we all stood together, the entire congregation, listening intently to the words of Moses, but also absent, invisible to those outside the walls of the prison. I'm haunted by that memory tonight. Haunted by God's call, our community at Central has felt called to stand with those who are missing from our ranks, to make them more visible and more present, to expand the boundaries of our concern and care for the vulnerable, as our text instructs us to do. This year, Central is sponsoring two young adult members of our congregation and two rabbinical students to lead high holiday services in city jails. We are also proud to support Jewish life in prisons in New Jersey and New York and to help those on the path of teshuva or return as they come home to New York City from jail or prison through our partnerships with Exodus Transitional Communities, EMI New York, and Emmaus House of Harlem. You can learn more about this work and work with us by visiting our Repair the World section of our website. The call of Moses is not an easy one to hear. To be haunted by the vision of a holy life is very far from comforting. But this is the story we've inherited, the story we are given to read at this vital moment in time. It tells us who we are, it reminds us why we are here, and it summons us to act. It gives us the clarity of purpose we need to start the new year strong. And it assures us that when we stand together, all of us, elders and children, leaders, woodchoppers and water jars, and the strangers in our midst, we are strong enough to stand up to anything. Shabbat Shalom and Shana Tova. And I'd always praise your name. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Shalom.